Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. We talk about horror movies on this show and in this episode yep. we're... What was this, Tim? How dare you? How dare you interrupt my, my straight introduction? I'm, I'm trying to hype you up. You're <laughs> tripping me up, Timmy. You're tripping me up. But yeah, uh, on this episode, we are talking about Velvet Buzzsaw, which is the recent mm-hmm. Netflix original directed by Dan Gilroy, who directed Nightcrawler, also starring Jake Gyllenhaal and mm-hmm. Rene Rizzo, who are both in this as well. Some other notable faces like Tony Collette and mm-hmm. Natalia Dyer. I was like, oh, her from Stranger Things. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's in this. I think. I think like uh, Netflix must have some type of contract where you must use at least like two to three Netflix actors in any movie. Uh, who else is in this? Uh, the the other artist guy. He was on uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair but, like enough. I, I feel like every Netflix movie I watch, it's always like, oh hey, uh, I don't know. There's that person from, uh, you know, Orange Is the New Black or. Oh. Also, uh, Billy like Magnuson, who plays Bryson, he was in Maniac last year. Uh, the oh. Emma Stone, Jonah Hill Netflix show. So, oh my god, it's a, I don't, nepotism. I don't know. <laughs> honestly, it's probably just that there's so much Netflix stuff now; it's impossible to mm-hmm. make a movie without at least a couple of Netflix actors popping. That's into true it. too. Yeah, I think that's not moving uh, more lately. Are so, you excited for like the future when there's like? one film company that makes movies for one streaming service and oh god no <laughs> we... <laughs> no we competi- competition is good competition is life competition mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. you know the challenge that that, that inspires for for new and interesting yeah. things uh, except for when it comes to podcasts this should be the only one <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly yes we should have a monopoly uh, <laughs> but yeah so so we'll start with obviously spoiler free we'll give you a warning in the middle before we get any spoilers uh, so don't worry about that but yeah so um, I I really like Nightcrawler when it came out. Uh, I love it. Yeah, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Is a, I, I was gonna ask you, yeah, if you enjoyed it, but I I really really dug Nightcrawler. Yeah, not not a horror movie, of course. It's more more of a mm-hmm. sort of a satirical thriller, as I'd, I'd call mm-hmm. that. But yeah, um, it was a really good movie. So that was kind of the main selling point on this. Is oh, it's Dan Gilroy. He's back with these actors. Mm-hmm. It's got a good cast. Um, mm-hmm. But there's also that 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 feeling in the back of your mind where. <laughs> Netflix movies don't have a great track record. There's a few good ones, but a lot of them, and this is including from like directors who I, I know I've liked, like um, mm-hmm. Duncan Jones, who did Moon, Moon, and and, uh, and Source Code. And, and and to be fair, you're talking about like Netflix originals. Yes. Like sometimes something will pop up, and you think it's a Netflix movie, and then you're like, oh wait, no, this was like a you know like indonesian movie that came out three years ago they just picked it oh up, sure right? sure sure they, they buy the rights but it's really no different to to what they do with all the other stuff anyway because mm-hmm. most movies netflix make aren't made by netflix they're just bought by netflix once they've been made yeah it, it just happens right away that you you don't really question it um okay. <laughs> but there are some that they do like finance specifically but mm-hmm. so that this is <clears throat> So, so that's the thing. So, so Duncan Jones made Moon and Source Code. I love Moon. Source Code's really good. And then Mute came out as a direct to Netflix. Well, I never saw Warcraft, but Mute came out. Yeah, as a... right. Don't lie to me. You were there day one, dressed up like an orc. I I cannot stand World of Warcraft. Harry. Nothing, nothing could have gotten me to see that. But even Duncan Jones directing didn't get me to see Warcraft. I'm okay, thank you very much. So. So, you know, I, I really like this director, right? I like Duncan mm-hmm. Jones. And then Mute came out, a Netflix original, me and Connor reviewed it last year, and it was garbage. 
it was garbage. And it's not that everything that Netflix do like this are garbage. It's just that a lot of them fall into this middle ground, but it's just kind of like, mm. eh, it was okay. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. Netflix have a lot of original movies that just don't quite hit the marks they want them to hit. Uh, and so... I, I mean, maybe it's just movies in general nowadays, but I feel like the Netflix original movies are always long, too. Like, uh, I mean, spoiler alert, I think this movie uh, could have been cut down quite a bit. But uh, I feel like, uh, but, you know, same thing with, like, Bird Box. Like, I didn't think it was, like, horrible, uh, but, like, I was like, why is it so long? <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe just a criticism of movies nowadays, but let's bring back the 90-minute mark. That's yeah, I... that, That's what we should be striving for. I think for a movie like Bird Box, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I don't really mind it so much with some of the bigger epic like superhero stuff because it's like, I'll, as sure. much as some of them are really long, nerds, but... <laughs> we are nerds, admittedly, yes. So I mean, I don't mind as much, but yeah. I feel I feel like there's so much like they tend to be juggling so many characters now that you kind of need yeah. the time. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. feel like you're not getting enough of someone. Uh, this, so so this this is my feelings get into this right. I'm like, okay, I'm excited mm-hmm. because of the director and the cast. And the trailer, you know, was an interesting trailer because I didn't know mm-hmm. what this movie was going to be about until I saw the trailer. And I wasn't expecting anything that was a horror movie. But the trailer went very horror movie by the end of it. It yeah. was like, no, there's all these these kills that are going to happen. We've got this crazy art that's making people die. Like, what's happening? I'm like, okay, all right. We'll see what this is like. So I came in optimistic, but also just a little bit trepidatious because... Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix have, have given me some some <laughs> lukewarm movies in the past. Not even necessarily. There's been a few stinkers, but mostly lukewarm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd describe most Netflix yeah. original movies as lukewarm. That's a good way to put it. And I feel like also, I mean, pardon the pun, but I feel like this uh, wasn't really getting that much buzz. Like I, I wasn't really hearing people talk about this. You know, mm. like yeah, you because know, sometimes, uh, I mean. You know, especially you know someone like Bird Box, like you know, regardless of how you feel about the movie, like people wouldn't shut up about it. Like you know, oh, this yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't, I think I maybe heard a few people mention it on a podcast or something, but th- there wasn't much going around. I finally watched Bird Box a few weeks ago. Actually, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. it on stream with people. Oh, <clears throat> oh nice. It was, uh, it was okay. Like you know, there was, yeah. I didn't like the ending, and there was some weird mm-hmm. things here or there, but it was, it was yeah. it had some nice scenes and ideas. I would say, like, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I swear, I'm not trying to sound like a snob or anything, but <laughs> I, uh, I very recently had read the uh, the book, and the book is really, really good. I, and I, I think it's hard to translate it to a movie because you know the, the book just does such a good job of like filling you with this kind of dread about you know the unknown and what's going on and stuff. And uh, I don't. I feel like it's a little hard to replicate in a movie when you are literally like you know, seeing everything. I assume uh, the book's but, sold in first person. And no, it was uh, a yeah, third person. Oh, well, I assume yeah. you tell that story in th- th- first person because okay. you'd want to be in the character's head because they can't look at yeah. certain things, but uh, yeah, that's fair. But uh, fair but, enough. I well, was just yeah. a guess. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I really like the book, uh, but yeah, the movie is just okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I suppose. So, so yeah, what is Velvet Buzzsaw about? Velvet Buzzsaw is about um, the the world of high stakes art galleries in in Los Angeles and the competitive smash of, of art galleries to sign certain artists that is exclusives and and museums and that kind of thing. And but the main plot comes from a a, a random guy who dies. This random dude who worked as a janitor for years. I think was that a janitor? I think it was something like that. 
Um, yeah, sounds about right. But he he happened to have like thousands of paintings in his house that he had done. All this great artwork that no one had ever seen. And this, you know, it ends up being like taken, despite the fact that he wanted it destroyed. This, this hungry young one, arguably our main character, actually. Even though you've got Jake mm. Gyllenhaal and Rene Rizzo in there, I'd argue that Josefina, played by Zoe Ashton, is probably mm. the closest we have to a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of steals the art and ends up making a deal to put it in galleries and stuff like that to make money off of it. And of course, as the movie goes on, the art kind of causes some deaths because it's kind of supernatural-esque kind of yeah. things start happening uh, and i'll I mean, leave it there kind I, of I, I would say <laughs> it definitely does but... i'm leaving it vague tim i'm leaving it vague for spoilers sake okay okay right. but i'll leave it there for uh, we'll talk we'll talk about more of the plot itself mm-hmm. and spoilers but that, that's the basic setup of the movie um mm-hmm. so i'll ask the question tim did mm-hmm. you enjoy a velvet buzzsaw you know, I, I this is one I kind of had to think about for a while. Like, it, it definitely by the end, I definitely wasn't like, oh, I loved it or oh, I hated it. And I think I'm. Lukewarm? It was some a little lukewarm, yeah. <laughs> but I think I am gonna fall a bit on the side of not liking it. There is some stuff that I liked about it, like the uh, yeah, there's a ton of great people in it. So like, you know, the actors, you know, were good. Uh, I th- I actually really like the premise, um, and I like the. the you know, uh, I like seeing a world that, you know, you don't really see that much in horror. Like, I can't really think of any other horror movies where, like, the victims are, like, you know, snooty, pretentious, like, art people that, like, it was kind of, like, cool to see, you know, a different type of person instead of, like, horny teenagers dying. Um, but that being said, uh, you know, the, the big problem I have, and this is something I'm declaring in 2019, I have no more time for this, which is... Uh, horror movies that don't want to go full horror like this it, i think it's kind of hard to describe exactly what type of movie it is because i wouldn't say it's outright horror but no, whenever no, there I, are i agree that's just how i would explain it it's a movie that's more concerned with being this quirky uh the mm-hmm. art art world politics that just when the plot demands it it turns into a horror movie for a scene here or there mm-hmm. like because yeah. when, when the death scenes happen when the, the art starts doing things and people mm-hmm. are like in these scenes it does start to feel like a horror movie the music kind of yeah. gets horror-esque and there's suspense mm-hmm. before the thing happens but as soon as it's over it immediately goes back to just being this quirky art drama <laughs> yeah and then my <laughs> thing is i could i could be okay with that if those scenes like would go full horror because you're right it actually like when the scene starts it will totally you know the music kicks in the you know whatever like the lighting the camera like everything is shouting at you horror movie but then right as the kill's about to start then it'll, it'll stop like it's not very gory like the kills aren't we usually don't really see a lot and that's what is really trying my patience like i i hate this like no, I I, I want to see this kind of stuff. Like, if you're gonna be a horror movie, like you gotta show me the horror. And obviously, there are movies that you know do a good job of you know uh, not always showing you everything and leaving stuff up to your imagination. But it doesn't seem like that's what they're trying to go for, you know? Yeah, it's not a subtle movie. It's definitely a very blunt film. It's definitely a satire, much like Nightcrawler was. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is effective, though. I would describe myself as kind of lukewarm on this one. I mm-hmm. wanted to like it, and there were certain things that I yeah. kind of loved about it. There were some little jokes that I loved. There were some little things that I loved, but ultimately, I thought there was too many characters, and I had a hard mm-hmm. time really connecting with them. I thought Josephina, the two I would argue, is kind of the, the 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 main character. Like mm-hmm. I liked her early on, and I thought they did a good job of giving her motivations for why she does what she does early mm-hmm. on in the film. 
but by yeah. the end of the movie she, she's completely changed as a character and i feel like that kind of happened almost like too quickly to the point yeah. where by the end of the film i, I wasn't really rooting for anyone and mm-hmm. it was it was hard to I mean, like it, be invested yeah, I, oh no definitely and i i think that yeah maybe if there were less characters and you did focus on on her more i mean you're totally right like yeah she would probably be the closest to a main character like it yeah, it'd probably be like her and then slightly below her, you know, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character. But um, yeah, with all the different stuff that's going on, like you don't really get that much time to kind of get interested and get invested in their lives and what they're doing and stuff. So yeah, there is kind of a... Because I, I felt it got like a worse change by the end, but yeah. In that respect <clears throat> as it went on, because I felt like the first half hour was very much her story with the other mm-hmm. characters being supporting, and I was kind of into the movie and it was doing its thing. It, it definitely was a slower start. Like, if you were going to cut time out of this, it probably would be the first like 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. if you wanted to trim it down a little bit. But it did do a good job of setting up her motivations, and it did feel like it was her story and everyone else was a supporting player. But once the art was in the galleries and it started being just, you know, going down the path of the plot, and, you know, Jalen Hall was investigating that a little bit, because Jalen Hall plays an art critic, he, that's his role in the film. Um, once it started going down that path, it felt like it got a lot more scattershot and it would jump from character to character without it really mm. feeling like any one character. Because it felt like it was it was Josephina's story up until a point. And then mm. once the art got into the world, it became very evenly split amongst like four characters. And once mm. it did that, it kind of just, it felt like it was lacking this drive. It felt like it was lacking this focus and momentum that to, to sort of take me through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I felt the movie dragged a little bit because of that, despite the fact that it, yeah. it's not that long. It's kind of worth 50. You know, 50. it's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's not super long, but it felt like it, it was kind of languishing because I, I think it needed more focus and direction just as a, as a drive mm-hmm. to take us through it. And I, I think keeping a character central, who's our main character would be the way of mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And like, uh, maybe if there were again more kills that or you know they were drawn out a little bit more a little more suspenseful uh maybe like the you know length wouldn't have felt as draggy but yeah yeah it's it's, when you're going kind of like you know far in between you know that suspenseful stuff that you know which uh, yeah it's kind of the reason why i'm here why i'm excited Uh, not that i you know don't like this kind of quirky art stuff like you know I, i i did find that stuff enjoyable but yeah, it was kind of a weird mix of a movie. The sad, the sad truth is as well is that the trailer kind of all of the good kills, barring maybe one, mm-hmm. or even just the good kills, all of the kills barring one, I think are in the trailer. Um, yeah, because the trailer was kind of this this weird thing for me where uh, it started off as this quirky art trailer and then it turned into this horror thing with all these really over the top mm-hmm. deaths as it went on, right? And it was really quick and like, whoa, this movie looks crazy. And I remember yeah. coming out of that trailer talking to Connor on Trailer Talk saying. Okay, either it's going to be this weird work of genius, that's this quirky thing that's in between, or it's going to be a, a really weird mess, but either way, it'll probably yeah. be worth watching and entertaining. And I feel like this this movie actually comes down right in the middle, that it's neither mm-hmm. thing, and is a bit more dull because of it. It's not crazy enough that I'm like, well, this was a mess that was insane, and that, yeah. who knows what the director was thinking. But it's also not this work of genius where it all clicks together and has this great point mm-hmm. to make. Like... Obviously, the movie's ultimately about the, the reason why the deaths are happening, and this is not a spoiler, I don't think, it's just this is mm-hmm. premise, is basically anyone who's given up art mm-hmm. for greed, and it's more about money, and that's kind mm-hmm. of what the, the kills are targeting. It's, it's about, it's about yeah. greed. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you can see the satire <laughs> in there, you can see the, the satirical elements that can come out of that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't really think it does enough with it where I was like, like I felt it, I felt it did this thing where 
obviously part of this feels like a sort of supernatural b-horror movie where mm-hmm. they have to like you know jake gyllenhaal's looking into the history of these paintings and who painted them and there's something going on uh he he goes from like just investigating because he's curious to i believe there's a supernatural thing happening yeah. like at the drop of a hat like it just it, it, all of a sudden he's scared as if he knows things are happening and it just mm-hmm. like why did he jump to this conclusion um mm. because because I, I like some of the concept because like, later on in the film there's at least one character who intentionally tries to remove all art from their home and i was mm-hmm. like this is a fun idea that the idea that to survive now thinking that you're going to be a victim to this you get rid of all of your art because the art is what's going to kill you right yeah and i thought that's a really like, i almost like the idea of a horror movie where those are the rules where okay mm-hmm. we have to stay away from art art is what's going to yeah. kill us <laughs> and especially like you know in the beginning when like uh when they're going through the gallery and you see all these kind of like really weird art pieces mm-hmm. that you're like ooh, this could come back later and be like a really cool like way to kill someone and you know they kind of do try to bring stuff later but it, it just feels so muted like it you know it it really doesn't it felt I don't know, like the, excite the, you the movie or the director or whatever you want to say like wasn't interested mm-hmm. in doing any of that and that's yeah. fine like it doesn't want to be that movie but i feel like just d- taking this plot and kind of streamlining it into more of a, like a, a a quicker paced movie would actually not lose the metaphor that you're going for. Like it would still work. Like mm-hmm. the idea of them still running from the art because the art is, is what's dangerous now. That the metaphor mm-hmm. would still be there. I I I think the script is just a little bit self indulgent and waffling around, mm-hmm. especially early on because it's because it, as much as I like that it sets up Josephina and it, we get a good idea of her motivations, a lot of that early stuff does feel like it's kind of. It's there because we, mm. you know, they want to relish in this world and all yeah. this stuff, and I just, like, I don't know. Uh, especially if you compare it to Nightcrawler, which I, I think you know does a, a much better job of like feeling like it has like a message and like a point. Uh, where and but like at the same time, I I, f- I feel like the I don't know the people in that maybe felt like a little more real. Where as this, I don't know, like it's. Yeah, it's not really that subtle. Like everyone feels like a, you know, uh, what you would think of like a, uh, if you're gonna do like a cartoon of a, you know, pretentious art critic. Like this is, you know, how the person would look, how they would talk. You know, it doesn't really feel that like authentic. You know, it kind of seems like you can almost feel the director being like, "I hate art." <laughs> like, look at these people. <laughs> like, they're so stupid. <laughs> you know. Well, it's not so much that it hates art. I think the point is, is that you love art for art's sake. You don't love it for the the, yeah. the, the commerce and the greed. You know, you like yeah. because the one I mean, I was the gonna, status like symbols. Yeah, I, I was going to spoil something there by accident. I'll hold back. I'll hold back uh, for spoilers. Okay. Um, <laughs> But hold, no, me and, back. hold me back. <laughs> and then the other thing from from Nightcrawler is that Nightcrawler was was super focused. It was about Jake Gyllenhaal's mm-hmm. character. He was the central yeah. character. Everything was following him. And it's not that like he was a normal guy or that he was likable. Even he he was you know he did despicable things. He was clearly mm-hmm. a bit unhinged. It was yeah. obsessive. It was a movie about obsession. And mm-hmm. I I think and and this this yeah, this strive to succeed and be the best. And this movie kind of has parts of that kind of in some of the characters where it's more about being the best and actually caring about what you're doing um mm-hmm. and i i guess that's what the movie's speaking at against and again i like these themes i like these concepts i just think the movie it doesn't focus in enough i think it needs some more drafting i think it need to cut some characters and mm-hmm. just streamline it and nail it down yeah. a little bit better um and if it doesn't want to be like a full-on horror movie that's fine if that's not what it wants to be that's not what it wants to be yeah, but, but the I mean, problem uh, is, is because it feels so scattershot to me, mm-hmm. is that 
the horror stuff is the only thing I can latch onto and say, I want more of that. Do more of that, please, because at yeah. least that would be fun. Yeah. Is it too late to send these notes to the, the studio? Or? I, I think so. I think it is, too, oh, okay. unfortunately. Oh. Are you checking? No, no. Oh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, one last thing uh, about Nightcrawler. Um, did you know that he's Mystique's son? <laughs> Do you know, I did know that. <laughs> what I didn't know, this is something I found out in a comic book recently and it blew my mind. Oh, I was reading okay. Mr. and Mrs. X. Uh, okay. Rogue and uh, Gambit. Yes. The, the, the Kelly Thompson uh, series, which is, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I have no interest in Rogue or Gambit, especially Gambit. What? I greatly dis- <laughs> Oh, mon ami. <laughs> I, I actively dislike Gambit. I think he's a tip. What? You don't like that creepy pervert <laughs> <laughs> that explodes things? <laughs> I don't like Gambit, but despite mm. that, I, I tried it because I really like West Coast Avengers, which is also Kelly Thompson. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading it for the writer, right? More than I am the, the characters. Yeah, she, she's great. I uh, I've been reading her uh, Hawkeye run, which is really good. I've not read. It. I want to read it though, because because Kate Bishop's mm-hmm. the main character in West Coast Avengers, and it's very mm-hmm. very good. Anyway, nice. but um, so so but we, we were reading that right, and and the, and the first issue, this bombshell was dropped on me. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mystique is also Rogue's adoptive mother. Oh yeah, you didn't know that. I had no idea. She oh, she refers you... to his Nightcrawler as her brother, and I'm like, what? What's happening? You know, that... <laughs> yeah, that's um. I, 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 did you not watch the like '90s cartoon show growing no, up? Whatever it is. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's actually that's probably the only reason why I know it. But there is a yeah, that was like a, a plot point on the show. So. I was like, Jesus! What, 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 so all this, what's all these weird family connections going on? Like, I, I knew about, I knew about Mystique, and I knew about Azazel being the father of Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I thought I knew understand all this stuff. And then all of, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, Rogue's also Nightcrawler's sister. Like, wait, what? Yeah. She's she's lacking a bit of blue. Just just for the yeah. record, she's adopted. Okay, fine. Yeah. Uh oh, what the. Oh god damn. Oh uh, th- <laughs> I, yeah, I thought of something that for a while uh mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of speculation that Gambit was actually going to be the third uh, Summer's brother because oh. there's like a, there was a time when they were teasing that there was a a third Summer brothers which there did end up being uh but yeah, for a long time people uh, thought it was going to be Gambit. I really thought you were going to circle us back around to Bullet Buzzsaw, but it was more more X-Men down the rabbit oh. hole. <laughs> I'm done with that movie. I said <laughs> oh, my piece. Oh, oh, we're not done yet, Tim. We got spoilers to do yet. Oh, okay. We got spoilers to do yet. But I, I think we'll do spoilers now. I'll, we'll say spoiler right. warning for Villain Buzzsaw. Um, and possibly X-Men. Who knows? <laughs> and possibly some of X-Men. So, right. So, so John Malkovich is the only one who survives because he actually mm-hmm. leaves because he actually cares about his art and he's kind of he's miffed that he has no inspiration right now. So he goes away to do his own thing and he actually disappears from the movie until the, the this sort of mid credit sequence you know, or as the credits are playing, you see him <laughs> no, making art on the just, beach. Yeah, it's just the credits yeah. sequence. <laughs> um, so he, and it's like now he survived because he actually cares about his art and he he wants to make art just for art's sake. It's got nothing to do with about selling mm-hmm. things. Uh, whereas everyone else in the movie is obsessed with this. And because this is one of my problems with Josephina's character is that by the end, like she becomes this really stuck up person who's like really snobby and like yeah. talks down to people. So and I'm like at the start of the movie, I was kind of rooting for her, and even though she did kind of a sketchy thing, you understood the motivation mm-hmm. for it, and I was still kind of on her side. Yeah, yeah, because like her boss, like you know, basically was chewing her out and kind of putting her like you know you're on your kind of last legs here, and like she really needed to do something to get in 
yeah. to the good graces. And you can kind of feel this desperation from her where, you know, she really wants to belong in this world, but you, you're not sure if she's exactly like, you know, kind of cutthroat enough for it. But then, yeah, by, by the end, she does get that way. But like you said, it's kind of, we don't really see the gradual becoming of it. It's just all of a sudden she's talking about like, what good is art if no one sees it, it you know, and like that kind of thing where it's like, all right, this is kind of like a big, you know, turn from like where you are like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. But the end of the movie, she's just a completely different character. And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't care about you anymore. And yeah. maybe that's kind of the point, but it just, it made it hard to really mm-hmm. care about what was going on. And I, I, th- I was actually kind of surprised that Jake Gyllenhaal died. Like, cause he didn't seem yeah. to, cause he actually seemed to have principles. He, cause when he finds out that his ex-boyfriend was like, you know, giving information to Rene Rizzo about what he was going to review well art. Because his reviews basically, like, you know, increase the, the the value of the art or decrease it, depending on what he says, seemingly. And she would buy things on the early information from his reviews from the boyfriend. And he's, like, shocked by this. this to him, this is, like, a, a breach of, like, morals because... No, because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tony Collette's character tries to, like, hey, can you give me some info about your reviews mm-hmm. before you publish them so I can make some purchases? And he's like appalled at the you know like no 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 I'm a yeah. pro- I respect my job I, I actually have you know uh, passion for this and mm-hmm. I I thought that he was going to live because he didn't you know succumb yeah. to the greed like everyone else did but no the the the, the robot uh, art <laughs> exhibit still came to life yeah. and killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, uh, I, I, it's, I think that was the other thing. Is I felt the movie just kind of quickly ended. It was like mm-hmm. all of a sudden everyone died very quickly, and then. Yeah, I. I wonder if there's like a longer movie that mm. I don't know, got like edited down or something because it, it definitely feels like there was stuff that was missing. And yeah, like the you know the robot homeless man. It, it is like a you know a weird creepy visual. So like. You know, again, when he's coming to life, you know, like the horror movie vibes are kicking in and it's kind of cool. He's like, you know, slowly kind of chasing him down this hallway. But then it's like, yeah, he kind of just presses up against him. And then, you know, we assume he died. We don't actually see anything like, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's weird. I I don't know. It feels like all of a sudden, cause I felt like there was no narrative endpoint for Hall mm-hmm. specifically. I, th- I thought his character Morph didn't really reach a conclusion. Oh. <laughs> so an X-Men character actually from the 90s show. <laughs> <laughs> Is it? Morph? Well, it's Morph, but yeah, hey, okay. close enough. <laughs> I, just, I just remember it because uh, he, he actually, in the cartoon show, he like dies and like, you know, the first or second episode and the rest of the series, Wolverine is always like, Morph, <laughs> my buddy. <laughs> How did we get back to X-Men? This is your fault, Tom. You did watch it. I never <laughs> did. Bastard. No, I actually never did. I know the music because mm-hmm. people kept saying it was one of the best like animated music, you know, intro themes mm-hmm. of all time, and I never heard it, so I looked it up. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never actually seen the show. I would say yeah, it's up there for sure. Uh, if you if you watched the uh, <laughs> the American one, the American one's good, but then there's also like a Japanese one. Like I, I guess they ran the show in Japan, uh, which it was like the same show, just you know dubbed over. But for whatever reason, they redid the um, like intro, and it just has like this beautiful like '90s anime X Men intro that is so cool. I highly recommend looking that up. <sighs> Okay. 
So I guess we didn't really actually mention like kind of what's happening, but basically like the paintings are, well, I guess not just paintings, like all the art is kind of coming alive and killing people. Yeah. Uh, and you know, <laughs> you know, I got excited when like those monkeys <laughs> started like coming to life and reached out and grabbed that guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that, was... <laughs> that was Magnus's character. Yeah, that that was okay. Um, you also had because uh, the one that was disappointing to me actually was the the sphere with the holes because the whole thing was like oh yeah putting yeah. the hand in the sphere. Which by the way, in the later scene when Josephina uh, takes Gyllenhaal's arm and brings it towards her crotch, mm. I was like. Mm. Okay, I'm clearly supposed to be thinking about putting the, the, the hand in the sphere because because the whole thing with the art yeah. is about is you're supposed to put your hand in the hole. Um, it's it's really a, a shame that uh you know Angus Grimm is no longer with us because that would have been a great cameo if he just walked by and like just like shook his head <laughs> and like, walked away. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. Have have a kid walk past you so he can go, boy. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not do that? Um, <laughs> So and that that was one of the, the the moments in the trail that I really liked was the was her hand in that <laughs> and then the blood spurting out. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there wasn't really any more to it. Like I liked the story afterwards where mm-hmm. the next day people thought that was like part of the exhibit, so they just assumed it was part of the oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so there were school kids coming up and walking up yeah. and into the blood and stuff like that. And I was like, that's kind of funny. Um. Honestly, my. So fa- you liked when the kids got traumatized. Yes. Okay. I always. Just making sure. That's the best part of any movie. Um. <laughs> So my favorite character might actually be a Coco, not Natalia Dyer's <laughs> character, and the reason for this is purely because so she's working. She actually gets four different jobs she in this movie. Well, she has a cat too, which is great. I, I relate. <laughs> but she she she's working for Vinnie Resort to begin with, and then she gets fired from her, and then she goes <laughs> to work for the the rival dude, uh, John Don Don, who's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a funny name because for of his name yeah but he's also funny because he does this thing where he goes to, he, he tries to like sign Piers uh john malkovich's character and he goes to mm. your studio and he starts like analyzing this this like pile of garbage thinking it's an art display <laughs> and john malkovich is just like it's not art <laughs> and i'm like yeah you fraud <laughs> you fraud <laughs> yeah yeah he, he was like a good like kind of yeah like rival bad guy he kind of like dies pretty early though yeah, he like gets in, hung. in terms of the deaths, yeah. like he's, I think he's like the second dude. But so, so yeah, so so yeah, so he goes watch for for him, and he she, she Coco walks in when he's hanging there the next morning. She sees that, and then she goes to work for Tony Collette at the well, for her, um, because she's also quite a museum job and she's doing like a private art advisory now. And mm-hmm. she walks in and finds her death. That's how they know it's not a not an act, a part of the display because she recognizes mm-hmm. her and screams because it's her boss that's lying there dead, mm-hmm. right after midnight. <laughs> After midnight, yes. Um, <laughs> Joe, it took me a second to realise why you said that. I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then she, she, you know, Jake John Hall calls her and says, "Hey, do you need a job? Come work for me. I need help." And he actually like dies like later on that same night. Like this almost goes nowhere, but it's all worth it because she complains in that scene that she's she's walked in and two bosses already like you know, she's discovered two dead bodies, right? Two two mm-hmm. two of her bosses have wound up dead, and she's traumatised for it. She can't sleep. So there's a mm. moment after Gyllenhaal's been killed where she's walking to where she's going to meet him and it just occurs to me right before mm. that I'm like, this is the third boss she's going to walk yeah. in on who's dead. <laughs> and she's like, torment, she's like traumatized yeah. by this. And you know, part of the movie's ending is just her like going back home to her home state mm. with the cat. She's like, yeah, it's true this, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough of this shit. So that moment was funny enough that I think Coco's my favorite character, but yeah. just because she, of that. Yeah, no, she, she's definitely likable and, uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, again, like another 
character I, I feel like they don't do much with. I mean, yeah, maybe she's just supposed to be you know, more of a, a side character. I, I, think, but... I think she's supposed to be like the normal person. Like, we relate to her yeah. the most because she's like, in this world where everyone else is like all cutthroat and like try to like, mm-hmm. you know, backstab each other. And she's just this normal person who wants a job. And yeah. she's, you know, she's trying her best and she keeps getting in these ridiculous mm-hmm. situations. I, I think that's that's her character. Um, you know, and it's not the only character. Malkovich is actually not the only character who who goes away and survives. Uh, da- Dam Reese, who's this other artist who, oh yeah, yeah, uh, Rizzo's been trying to sign away from his collective, and the whole collective's about how they don't want to be part of this this financial mm-hmm. like side of things. They just want to make art mm-hmm. and like you know do it for art's sake. So he actually goes back to that and seemingly survives because of it as well. So mm-hmm. that's the thing. Um, Josephina's death is basically all the paintings in the like this gallery drip mm-hmm. their paint. And then the paint kind of runs up her her body, and then the next mm-hmm. day we see that she's become part of a mural on a wall, like in the graffiti. She's yeah. just kind of trapped in the wall, which you know is fun. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you know, I feel like you're talking about a movie where art kills. Like it's like, all right, yeah, that's it seems like something that you would want. And that and, you know, it's like a obviously like you know it's CGI and stuff. But I did think you know it looked kind of cool when the paint was all kind of you know dripping and running over. No, the the paint dripping did look quite good. Um, the effect. So mm-hmm. I can't really complain too much about that. Yeah, I think most of my problems just come from the script more than anything else. It's just, it's just yeah. what it chooses to focus on. Too many characters. Mm-hmm. Um, by the end, it felt like everything just ended and like everyone just started dying really quickly. And it has a point. And obviously, we're not talking about the final death yet. I'll mention that in a minute. But oh, okay, yeah, I was just gonna ask yeah. how you thought about that. <laughs> but the like, you know, it just kind of felt like everything death. quickly ended. Because this is the thing. So at the end of the movie, Rene Rousseau is like on her own, and she finally believes mm-hmm. that the art's killing everyone. So she gets everyone to because she's got a very you know fans posh home. It's really secluded, mm-hmm. and it's got a lot of expensive art in it. She has people come and remove all of her art, right? Because mm-hmm. she's now understanding that's the threat. And I almost wish we got to this point earlier, and this was what part of the movie was, was them trying to like think they were safe because there was no art. Mm-hmm. But, early in the film, we find out that she used to be in a band, like, you know, decades ago, called mm-hmm. Velvet Buzzsaw, title of the movie. And she has a mm-hmm. tattoo on her back of a Velvet mm-hmm. Buzzsaw. It was, it's, it's, oh, it's the name inside the Buzzsaw. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, well, more the neck than the back, right? Uh, it's kind of it's up, it's up there. It's kind of. Oh, okay. I, 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 I would have said the neck. I'd have said it's like right under her neck. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought I thought it was maybe a bit more over towards almost on her shoulder as well, like kind of that. Mm, maybe. Yeah. But I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. This is yeah. this is irrelevant to the point. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to be so if it's if it's the back it's definitely the upper back yes oh that's what I'm, yeah it's, it's, i agree okay. it's the upper back but okay. the buzzsaw starts spinning in her in her skin and <laughs> blood starts spurting out and she screams and i really like that death it's a final little nice little yeah. moment right um mm-hmm. i just wish more of the movie focused on this idea of like okay we have to like hide from art like yeah i, I wish there was more to that and more of the movie focused on that element because i really like that idea yeah. Inst- instead no, it's one scene it's one scene of her getting rid of her art and thinking yeah. thinking she's safe and then on oh, no, up buzzsaw time yeah yeah because there's like you know a lot that you could do with that like especially you know because like art's everywhere you know when you you know what if you're you're looking at your phone and something pops up or like you know just walking down the street you seeing yeah graffiti or an ad or something like yeah, there's a lot you could do with that but yeah it doesn't really you know go that far <laughs> this movie's plot feels like something that the doom patrol would have to deal with to get away from the x-men <laughs> and onto a different superhero team i feel like the doom yeah. patrol deal with this kind of shit well i think the uh i forget if it's like 
the maybe the first or second arc uh by grant morrison <laughs> it's, which it's i just read called... which is why i'm thinking of this probably yeah it was like, yeah the the painting that ate paris like yeah that is actually like something that happens in doom patrol yeah um... uh that's Very okay. They, they get powers back. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Doom Patrol, basically the DC's X Men. What? <laughs> I, would, I would have said Teen <laughs> Titans was more DC's X Men, but are you kidding? You know they got you know they're oh, like... okay. You've got the guy in the wheelchair who kind of adopts all these weirdos. Sure. Okay. Yeah. On, in that sense, I think in tone though, I think Teen Titans was was because because that was the thing in the eighties that Teen Titans and X Men were rivals. Like that, that that's why Teen Titans existed because the X Men was doing well. I mean, I, I think in terms of, like, popularity, sure. But, I don't know, in terms of, like, tone and stuff, I don't think they were necessarily <laughs> too similar. Okay. In my opinion. <laughs> it's closer than Doom Patrol. Doom, Doom, Doom Patrol's, like, uh, is your weirder art, art, art house take on a superhero mm-hmm. team, almost. Yeah. Well, w- once Morrison took over, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. There's, there was, I mean, they they, they kind of like flip flop back and forth. Like they, there are times when they try to bring it back and be like a little more, you know, kind of, I guess, mainstreamy heroes. Like there's a, uh, uh, I forget the exact time frame, probably like mid two thousand or something. Like Keith Giffen did like a, a short little run, which actually I, I thought was pretty good. Uh, that was, you know, kind of just you know your regular superhero stuff, but. Uh, I love the Doom Patrol characters, though, so I'm always happy to see them anywhere. Yeah. TV show starts next week. Well, at the time of recording, it starts next week. You may not see this episode for a while. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll be sure to check it out as soon as I find someone with a uh, <laughs> DC Universe password <laughs> that I can log in with. Um, just wait till it's finished and just watch it. You know, get get your free month and just watch that's all right. of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm gonna want. How soon does the Swamp Thing come out? Because that's what I was, I was probably gonna save my trial summer. for that. Yeah, summer that comes out. All right, I'll wait for summer once Swamp Thing's out. Then I'll yeah get a free trial and then binge. Um, uh, that yeah, binge Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and maybe Young Justice season three. I don't know. I. I kind of liked Young Justice for a while. I think I fell off a bit at the end, but huh. no, I like Young Justice. For what it's worth, Young Justice is pretty good. Um, we keep we keep getting away from Villa Buzzsaw somehow. I don't know. We keep tangent into comic books. I, I guess. I guess. It's a, I guess it's a sign that despite the fact that this movie from the trailer looked it was going to be this weird, crazy thing, it ultimately didn't actually end up feeling that weird or crazy. Yeah. No. Not really. Yeah, it feels a bit more muted than I was expecting, and sadly, I think it's another case of, like, and I mean, I don't think Netflix is a reason for this, but it does kind of almost feel like, again, like, this this creator who made a movie before that was really good then made a movie at Netflix, and the movie at Netflix feels kind of, you know, just a little bit duller yeah. than, than what his previous work was. It was weird. Yeah, because it's it's not but like I Nightcrawler mean, was this big studio movie where like because mm-hmm. I've heard people argue in the past that Netflix give people too much freedom and that freedom leads to this kind of thing, but it's not like Nightcrawler was this big studio movie where like you know like, yeah. I'm pre- I'm pretty sure Nightcrawler was what what Gilroy wanted to make. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I feel like Netflix kind of sucks. <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't know, the like... TV shows are good. That's the thing; <laughs> their batting average of TV shows is way better. I don't know what TV shows are good. I like Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, I guess I kind of, <laughs> I guess I kind of like Orange Is the New Black. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, to be fair, Tim, you've not watched a lot of the good ones. I mean, well, Castlevania is amazing, of course. Yeah, no, I mean, Dark's yeah. a fantastic show. That was a great show. Um, uh, the OA. Wasn't the... that like a German show or something they just picked up? 
No, it's a, it's a, no, it's a Netflix original German show. Oh, okay. they, they make foreign shows, Timmy. <laughs> Same with 3% mm. in Brazil. Um, mm-hmm. They also do... And what else we had in the last like year? Mind Hunter was really good. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> Things is fantastic. You know, mm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's tons of stuff. Uh, Sabrina was pretty fun. You know, mm-hmm. um, what else did we have recently? Uh, or series, that... series of unfortunate events that just ended. All three seasons of that were really good. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tim, Tim, there's like a new Netflix original series that I want to watch like every two weeks. It's, it's insane how quick they're, they're putting these out. Haunted yeah, Hill but House. there's also. There's also five that you don't want to watch every week, though, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> it's not that many, are you, but... Are you, are you going to stand up for, like, Haters Back Off and whatever that Chuck Lorre show was? Well, or, no. like, Dude like, Ranch? I'm, I'm not saying there's not bad shows on Netflix. But I'm saying that compared to the movies, it's, like, it's, mm. like, it's more like they're... Like, because let's be honest here, right? In terms of movies in general... Like, how many of them are good in, in any given year, right? Like, 5%, maybe? <laughs> Not a lot, right? Most movies suck. Let's well, be honest. There's so many bad movies that are made that there's far more bad than there's good, right? And I think that... Maybe regular movies, horror movies are mostly good. How can you... Tim, we watch some <laughs> crap on this show. You can't say that with a straight face, right? Netflix movies have this really bad ratio where there's really only a few great ones. TV shows, mm-hmm. there's like, I can do a top 20 Netflix TV shows probably at this point and feel quite right. passionate about all 20 of them. So, oh, well, what are they? <laughs> I'd have to look at a list and okay. sort of do it, but I, you know, I probably could. Like, you know, um, you know, I agree. Castlevania is good. Uh, sure, once the Devil May Cry show comes out, that'll be good too. Um, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I gave up in Castlevania early season two. Of course you did. <laughs> you garbage art person. <laughs> what can I say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but... You know. Well, you apologize. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll wait, we'll, actually, we'll get a Resident Evil show, so we'll see how that goes. I am terrified of what that's going to be, Tim. I am terrified. <laughs> not not in the way you want to be terrified no, when talking no, about no, no. Resident Evil. <laughs> I'm terrified of what that's going to be. Like, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah. Villa Buzzsaw, Tim. <laughs> we keep getting off track. Velvet Buzzsaw um, is kind of lukewarm. I don't like. Again, I think the biggest thing I can say about this is that, or the biggest, the way to sort of exemplify my disappointment here is that the trailer made me think it was going to be this crazy thing that I'd have a lot to say about. And in the mm. end, it's a lot more muted and uninteresting than I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. No, I mean, I. I can't really disagree. I'm kind of uh, the same way. It's like it, it's definitely not the worst movie in the world. Like no, I, not, I wouldn't even go as far to say that it's bad. No, it's not but, bad. I, I can't call it yeah. bad. It's just it's just very lukewarm. Again, I'm going back to that word, but that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. It's room temperature. <laughs> it, it kind of is. And with that, Timmy, uh, please, please rate mm. the movie out of ten. Uh, so I think. Uh, yeah, like I, I feel again. I don't hate it, but I don't really like it. So I am kind of right down the middle. So I think we're gonna go straight, like a just a straight five, because you know I was kind of thinking maybe going like a little bit lower, like a four point five or something. But I feel like that would be like okay. I didn't like it, and I I don't really want to commit to saying that, but I can't really go that much higher and be like I did like it. So yeah, just like a. 
like uh, the great <laughs> King Solomon when he decided to cut that baby in half. I'm just I just gotta go right down the middle. Yeah, I'll, I'll go slightly higher. I'll, I'll give it a five point five, and I think because it's not it's not badly made. Obviously, it's got a good cast. <laughs> it generally looks pretty good. Um, <laughs> And it's definitely got ideas in there, but like mm-hmm. ultimately, I I feel pretty apathetic towards a lot of it. Uh, and the more it went on, that feeling got stronger. Um, or mm-hmm. maybe the better way to say it is that I started off kind of caring, but into the kind of the plot, and then it kind of got sucked out as the movie went on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was that was a shame. That was a shame. So five point <clears> five <throat> is uh, mm-hmm. is what I'm giving it. So that's Velvet mm-hmm. Buzzsaw. Disappointing. Mm. Not the worst thing in the world. Worth a watch if you're bored, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. better horror movies. The Exorcist. That's better. <laughs> Why the are you Exorcist? denying it? No, I'm just. It's just such a random. <laughs> the Exorcist. That's one that's better. Um, but yeah, so that that is a Velvet Buzzsaw. You can, of course, let us know what you thought of that in the the comments below. Um, time to plug things at you. Patreon.com slash TV, of course. You can go over and support us over there. Um, and we, actually, yeah, this is the first Screams episode we've mentioned this on. Uh, but starting in March, we're going to have an exclusive episode of Screams After Midnight as a bonus uh, for patrons, exclusive to the $1 Patreon tier and up, of course. Um, so if you want that bonus episode starting in March, you just have to go to Patreon and sign up for $1 per month and you can get the extra mm-hmm. episode. Um, mm-hmm. So you can look forward to that. Yeah. If you if you feel that you'd buy that for a dollar, then you know there it is. You, you can buy it for a dollar. Uh, also, the five dollar tier, of course, every month our patrons get to vote uh, between four movies for the Patreon pick episode, and uh, the next vote will be up for that presumably. So yes, go, go check that <laughs> it out. Will. Uh, you can get us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight, and we've been mm-hmm. a lot more active on there recently. So do do head over yeah. to Twitter and. Yeah, please do. We're doing, uh, you know, a lot of fun things. Uh, you know, both of us, you know, I've been jumping on there. So, uh, yeah, it's a great way to yes. kind of communicate and, you know, it, not just the movie stuff, but, you know, been when, you know, big news or trailers and stuff hit, you know, we tweet out and talk about it. So it's a, it's a good way for people to have some fun. How, how, how basically the, the stream's Twitter now is how close can Tim get before I decide to revoke his access to the Twitter? Uh, that, has, that has become the, uh, the the ongoing story that's developing on Twitter. Um, so you can check out that. You can get me on Twitter at Wibblet9, you can get Tim on Twitter at Tim Vergulish. You can, of course, also buy merchandise. You, if you, Do you want a Screams After Midnight t-shirt or hoodie or hat? Or even like a, a, a pillow cover? You can go to the store in the description <laughs> below. There's both a US store and a UK store. Obviously, whichever one's preferred for your shipping purposes. Uh, and you mm-hmm. can buy some some Screams merch as well as some other Mailfuzz stuff. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe I believe I plugged everything that I need to. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, so that, that's. I, I don't plug stuff. I do it for the art. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do it for the art too, but art is still got to eat, man. <laughs> that's true. Art's got to eat. So, uh, yeah, so let us know what you thought of the movie in the comments. Uh, but otherwise, that is it. So, thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we will see you next time.